Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Adebayo Akinfenwa is a legend in the world of football. He's the strongest footballer to ever play on a professional level. At least, that's how the FIFA game rated him. With his bright energy and optimistic attitude, Adebayo Akinfenwa became world famous and a fan favorite in England, even though he never played in the Premier League. But Father Time even catches up to the strongest footballer ever. Adebayo Akinfenwa announced he will end his career as a professional football player at the end of this season when he will turn 40. This episode of our podcast is dedicated to Adebayo Akinfenwa and his unique career. My name is Sam van Raalte and welcome to the Home of Football, a podcast by 433. Over from Frankham, Mignolet missed it! Alright, I got some help for this podcast, a lot of help actually, from one of my colleagues, Tim van Dam. He's sitting next to me right now. Tim, how are you doing? I'm fine. I'm really fine. Alright, Tim, you had the opportunity to visit Adebayo Akinfenwa at Wickham Wanderers in England recently. What was the trip like to England and what was Wickham like? Um, yeah, the trip itself was quite bumpy, actually, because yeah, we were going to give uh, Adebayo the award uh, for the Call of Duty tournament. And it was actually shaped like a hand grenade. So passing it through security was quite an, uh, a challenge. Just to clarify for, for our listeners that didn't see the Call of Duty uh, thing, uh, what was the award for? It was uh, for uh, yeah, the, the game Call of Duty. Uh, and he played against Ronaldo, uh, João Felix, all kinds of other 
big players. So it was a it was a tournament on the Instagram account of four three three for Call of Duty, like a campaign, and he won it. He won uh, a prize shaped uh, as a hand grenade of of bronze. It was twenty <laughs> kilos or something. So you can imagine what it was like uh, passing that through security. It wasn't. Uh, <laughs> Smooth. What did I ask about it? <laughs> well, um, I first passed through a security, and then the colleague who had it in his handbag, uh, he passed through, and I saw a reaction of the security guy behind the screen, like, uh, are you guys seeing this? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, my colleague said, well, uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's not what you think. And then they asked him, uh, is it a hand grenade? Yes or no? And then every normal person would say no of course and he said yes and no <laughs> <laughs> so we thought i thought well i'm which going colleague was it bronco it was right. bronco <laughs> so he was uh searched uh, from uh, his top of his head until uh onto his toes and i was in a little panic and then uh and then you were in cleared. the end yeah it was also in a box and in a sh- shaped uh, in a square shaped box and which they opened with uh, gloves and everything so oh, it was quite funny. funny that's <laughs> funny all right so you you got into england you you passed the security check and then you were off to wickham i've never been to wickham that's where adebayo plays now in his last season what's wickham like well um it's uh It's outside of London. It's quite a trip, actually, if you want to go there from London. Um, yeah, and it's not, it's not really spectacular, but it's yeah, it's a yeah, a really a traditional club, traditional traditional English football club. We were actually at the training ground, um, which looked better than we expected. Quite professional, actually, a big gym. Um, and when we arrived. Um, it was immediately chaos because when you see Adebayo, you see two things, a really energetic guy and a bit chaotic uh, guy. So uh, that was quite funny because yeah, we arrived and we immediately had to shoot. And then he came in with, uh, he got a knock on his, uh, on his leg. And then he came in with a sort of uh, machine that helped him recover. Uh, which made a lot of noise also. Uh, that's good to say because the listeners of this podcast, they will definitely hear the noise of the machine. <laughs> yeah. So when you meet Adebayo, he's a great guy. He's really energetic, but everything goes 180 kilometers an hour. It's so fast. It's chaotic. Um, but that's also his charm, I think. Yeah. So you guys handed him the award that was for the Call of Duty part. And then it was time to have a sit down for the podcast and you got down to business. And I think you talked about uh, this is his last season as a professional football player. You kind of reflected on his career, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we talked with people around him and what was quite remarkable was that he actually, they had a lot of respect for him that he climbed up the ranks of English football and As a football player, they really uh, respected him, whilst people outside of England um, mainly see, see him as that, that energetic, funny guy. Like a meme, almost. Almost like a meme, actually, yeah. So uh, we immediately knew that there was way more to him than we initially thought. So, yeah, that's always good to hear that, yeah, that there's more than a story than just a smile. Um, So, and we also wanted to know what the charm of English football was 
like not the Premier League, but everything under it. Uh, because yeah, we have a lot of perceptions of, of, of English professional football as well, but um, they aren't all true maybe. So we wanted to know, he's actually the poster boy of uh, like Championship League One, everything under the Premier League. We, yeah, the first player you think of is uh, Adebayo. So yeah, that, that's what we also wanted to discuss with him. All right, so Tim and Adebayo met in a lounge at Wickham. After Adebayo received the award, they sat down for the podcast. No, you just ask away, I'm here. Cool, yeah. Yes? Okay, let's go. So, Adebayo, we're here and you won the 43 Warzone Pacific Tournament. Is that one of the high points for you in your life? Listen, I ain't gonna lie, it is, you know. Like, one of my... See, I should bring in one of my team members because one of my team members on my team that I played, he's here, but he's out there doing training, like... But I've got to salute him. Dominic Gape, real sharpshooter and that sort of thing, part of my team. But, nah, man, I loved it. Like, I think that it's always nice to have stuff that you do in your pastime, you know what I'm saying? So, as footballers, we've got time on our hands. So, anything where you can distress, um, it was good. So, winning it... Come on, now, straight beast mode. You're still showing them what you're the uh, boss. Come on. Well, talking about high points, what, what is... You have a really untraditional career path. Yeah. Yeah. Can you maybe list what you've um, done? Look, for those that don't know, um, I, I, I've done everything like every normal person would try to try and get into the game um, as a youngster. Went on trials at different clubs. Um was hearing I was too big to play football. I heard that a lot, but of course, I wanted to be a professional and I was never going to give anybody that I just met that whole that whole control of my dreams and my life. So I kept on going. Then at the age of 18, um, I went to Lithuania to, to play. At that time, we're talking about that's 22 years ago now. Um, I was the first black person in the league, one of the only few black people in the city of Klaipador. And look, we've all got a story. My story started with trials and tribulations, you know, racial abuse, not knowing the language, being isolated. But at the same time, I think everything happens for a reason. And what I learned there made me strong enough to be able to deal with things. Um, Eventually, we won the equivalent to the FA Cup, the Lithuanian Cup there. And it was the first trophy they won in 11 years. I scored the only goal. It was the first time I kind of experienced fame. You know, I opened up an Adidas store, met the the mayor of Klaipador. So that was my, my, my opening stage into my career. Then I came back into the UK and again, I had to find find my path again. I went trials on a lot of clubs and then finally found a home at Torquay uh, in League Two. Um, no, sorry, finally found a home at Doncaster, sorry, in League Two. We got promoted to League One, I left and went to Torquay, and then, as they say, the rest is history. Um, <laughs> we've had quite a few clubs since then, um, but I'm still blessed to still be playing at the age of 39. Yeah, well, that's what I think is interesting, because you were 18, you're a young kid, and then going, uh, going abroad, Yeah. and then experiencing everything, like the whole range of emotions. Yes. Low points, high points. Yeah. And then that shapes your, your career path yeah. as well. You've been yeah. through adversity. 100%. You know what? And I, I don't think it's just in football. I think it's in life. I think what you go for, go through, sorry, shapes you as the individual. Listen, I'm anybody that knows me, my faith is strong. Um, God has been with me every step of the way. And I always believe that sometimes when you're going through your most darkest points, it's setting you up for the lighter moments ahead. So when I was going through... 
24, I wasn't up to that maybe. Like my first game, a thousand people shouting out, zigger, 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 kill me because of the colour of my skin. At that time, I thought it was the darkest point, but, and it's, it's funny, and the way I think I calculate it in my mind, years down the line, I started getting chants of, I'm just a fat Eddie Murphy. So when I hear chants like that and I can yeah. chuckle, if I can handle stuff because of the colour of my skin, how can I not handle stuff with... So I always feel that things that you go for at the time sometimes sets you up. So, I listen, my, my story is my story. Your story is your story. And we've all yeah. got a story to tell. And mine was just, I went through that and it, it shaped me to who I am today. But you say it sets you up, but it's also... What did you do to change that? What did you do to show that you're just more than a character? Or a... No, you know what it is? It's, and I guess... At the time when you're younger, I, I wouldn't have been able to pull it into the way I can pull it in now because I'm older so I can articulate it. I, I think the greatest thing is being comfortable with who you are. So when, I, when it was change, I didn't go out to change anybody's mind. And it's the craziest thing is I never went out to prove anybody wrong. I always went out to prove myself right. So I always wanted to be a footballer. So when I went out there, I went to go play football. So no matter how they perceived me, and even when I oh, was too big, you know, he should be playing rugby or how I was dealing with, uh, you know, you're this way because of the colour of your skin. I wasn't out here saying, oh, listen, I'm going to go prove you right. Sorry, prove you wrong. In my mind was, listen, I am the one common denominator. Like everybody comes and goes, but I stay, I stay present. So it was just proving myself right. And that's what, how I was able And of course, with my faith, like I said, with God, with my family, you know what I'm saying? So it's that. I, I didn't go through this process alone. But at the same time, I know I'm blessed to be able to be doing what I'm doing for so many years. So internal motivation and uh, uh, getting the people that you love and your faith. It's the, listen, for me, it's the most important. I, self, self-motivated is self-driven. You know, and the way I say it now is, All these people that said I wouldn't be able to play or say negative stuff, I'm like, I can't remember your name. So why would I give somebody who's in my life on a temporary basis permanent status on my life? And that's how I've been able to maneuver through life. I'm like, yeah, you can say I'm shit. I right, cool. Fine. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're the manager of the team that I'm trying to play for, the rest doesn't mean anything to me. So that's what throughout my career, throughout my life, it's listen, stay focused, stay driven. You know what your bigger picture is and that's what you need to go for. So let me tell you about um, how I got this down. Like uh, we knew we were going to interview for this podcast yeah. and we talked with different people uh, around your team. like and. They also all have a tremendous respect of of you as a player. Also, so yeah. like um, the most people don't watch uh, English lower than Premier League football, yeah, yeah. and there's a tremendous respect for how you worked your way up through the yeah, ranks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah does yeah, that yeah. does that recognition mean something to you? A hundred percent. I always say this, right? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, first and foremost, until I hang up my boots at the end of the season, I am a footballer. So you want to be respected, especially from your peers, about the game. You know, I, I think sometimes that you can get lost into what people pigeonhole you. So listen, I get it. I understand I'm my energy, my character is what people focus on and draw to. And it was the same when I've scored over 200 goals. Not like I'm trying to brag that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm to, yeah. But I've scored over 200 goals, you know. But I, I will still get ta- tagged with, oh yeah, that's good for a big guy. You know, you know so... I think in life, some, sometimes we just pigeonhole because it's easier, you know. But for me, listen, I play this game and to get respect from my peers in the sense of respecting the hard work that I've put in. Everybody wants to get acknowledged for the hard work you put in. It's not the be all and end all. So where I say that if you don't get acknowledged, it don't mean that you haven't achieved as an individual because success, I feel, is down to the individual. The individual, somebody's success could be winning trophies. Somebody's success can be earning money. Somebody's success could be literally the day they made it as a professional. And that's for me. I set out a goal to become a professional. That was my dream. That's my success. Everything else that's come after that, I am blessed. You know what I'm saying? So to get the recognition for me, listen, I, I, I for, especially for the people that I respect in the game, like, it, it does feel nice. And at the same time, you put a smile on everybody's face. I try to. <laughs> I try to, and that's where I think, um, look, as you get older, and I, I, listen, I, I won't lie, I, I remember saying this to a reporter years ago that I remember always getting tarnished with the brush of, oh, yeah, you know, he's good for a big guy, or, you know, he's... And I remember thinking, forget the big guy, I've got a good touch just because I've got a good touch, or I score goals because I score goals. And then after a while, I'm like... Look, as long as I can look in the mirror and be happy with who I am as an individual, the rest is the rest. So now, for me, I'm very comfortable in my own skin. I know I'm not going to run past anybody in a sprint. I'm okay with that, you know what I'm saying? But I also know that what I'm good at and I stick to that. So I try, I think life is hard as it is. So when you can make people smile, try and smile. Yeah, and I think what you said was really interesting about uh, the way you are described. Because, yeah, you catch the eye of people yeah, because yeah. of your physique but yes. also you're much more than that like, yeah yeah so uh, listen uh, of course because it doesn't bother you that no but that's what I said it did at one stage I did I used to be like all they doing is talking about my size but have I just scored two goals like or have I been playing this game for 12 years like I've got to be more than just a big man but then I always feel that if that's what you're if you constantly try to appease or please others you're never going to be comfortable in who you are so it got to a point where I was like listen I actually however you perceive me is how you perceive me it's fine it's cool the only people that matter at the time is whoever manager I'm playing for because he's the one who's going to pick me and me and mine do you know what I'm saying so look I was in the era of many big men you know target men I think that's kind of come out of the game now they're a lot more smaller players and quicker 
But I'm still playing this game after 22 years, so I've got to be more than just a big man. And that's how I internalise it myself. I'm like, it's cool. People will pigeonhole you because I think that's just life. But I'm, I'm, I'm good in my lane. But, but in, at the same time, and uh, don't get me wrong, I think you also cultivate it a bit. Like, you stress it. Like, uh, it's also... Uh, like beast mode on and... Yeah, no, do you know what I, I think like what I've made a conscious decision to do is own who I am. That's what I think is, and I think everybody, like we've all got our own source in every walk of life. I just know my source and I marinate the hell out my source. And I think that's what I want to do and that's what I want everybody to be comfortable. Like in the sense where... People will say, listen, you're too big to play football or because you come from a certain area, you can't achieve or you're too small to be a basketball player. Everybody will say, and what I have made a conscious decision is, no, I am going to be unapologetically me, literally. And, that, and, and for me, that's what, for every person coming out that don't feel like they fit into what people think they should fit in. Nah, man, be who you are as an individual. And I also think that's, uh, what people appreciate in you, like uh, when people talk about Akin Femba, they, what I said, they, they, you, they get a smile on their face. Yeah. And that's even with the managerial greats like Pep Guardiola, yeah, Julian yeah. Klopp, they are starting to, to talk about yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, for me, I don't care. That's humbling. Like for me, like the, there's four managers for me, and I've, I've put this out there Gareth Ainsworth, my Wicker manager, he's number one. So I roll with him. Then I've got Jurgen Klopp. He's number two. I roll with him. You know, we call like that, send me a message. And then I chat to both. I, see, I put them both in the same, Pep and Mourinho. And these are individuals who, for me, they are the elite. They are the best of the best. When I met Mourinho a couple times, he literally, he gave me 20 minutes just talking about what, you're, what I'm going to do afterwards. He'll support whatever I'm going to do. He likes my profile. And this is, for me, the elite. And then, of course, when we played Pep and he said them nice words. So it's humbling because there's a world underneath the Prem. You know what I'm saying? If you're not, if you only watch the Prem, you you, you don't realise about the champ, League One, League Two. And for us, League One is our Prem. When you play in whatever league you are, that's your Prem. You aspire to get to the top, but that's your Prem. So when the elite, mention me or acknowledge me, I won't lie, it's humbling because they deal with the best of the best. So when they talk, it's humbling. So I never, ever um, take that for granted. Um, I'm always, nah, you know what? It's humbling. And listen, my life and my career has been blessed. I won't ever, I will, well, I'll try not to count problems and I'll try and count blessings. So let's talk about that career and uh, about the championship and the League One, League Two. Yeah, yeah. Um, long shots uh, to this big striker. Yeah, yeah. It's really physical. It's li really. Uh, how true is that stigma or that, that, that um, perception? Are you talking about everything, the league? Everything under the Premier League, like the professional nah, English football. Look, you know what it is? There's no two ways about it. The, the, the teams underneath the Prem, it's not, they're nowhere as technical as the Prem. The Prem's techie. Like, well, we saw it when we played Man City and that was their beat, especially their defense. They're techie. So I'll always say you've got to play to your strengths. And any team I'm is, it is going to be a physical team. You know, that's what it is. But I, I, I literally feel that, especially now, you have seen the lower leagues evolve, you know. And 
you can only see that when they get drawn against teams in cup competitions and these lower teams now are holding their own much better than, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was back way in, more yeah, professional. Way yeah. more professional in that sense. So, but you play to your strengths. It's however, you know, you'll have teams in League Two that are total ball playing teams. They want to emulate the Man Cities. So they'll play out. So, but you have to play to what your personnel is. You know, I won't lie. If I'm in the team, but we're not going to play like Man City. I'm just, that's the way we're going to play to my strengths. And my strengths is physically dominating the opposition. Um, but, and it's funny because you have to take the time. And because the lower leagues is not on TV like the Premier, you are only going to have the perception of what you see. And if that's clickbait or what it was 20 years ago. But especially the champ and it filters down, you know, there's, there's better players that are dropping out the Prem that want to go and play. So they're going to the champ. They're going to League One. They're going to League Two. So therefore, the the standard only can increase. So no, man, you'll be surprised, man. You're like if we play, if we if we play a couple of your, you know, your team in the Netherlands out here, you'll be surprised, man. You know what I'm saying? You'll be surprised. I see that as a challenge. I, I say that as no, a but before I retire, let's make it happen. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, if you're watching. Let's do this. Like, come on. And uh, do you feel like you're a like the sort of poster boy for everything that's under the, like a poster boy for English football that's not the Premier League. I think that my name is the most known outside the Premier League. I think if you was to ask people, name a person outside the Premier League that you know. Sometimes it may not be my name. It'll be, oh, you know, the big one, you know, the one you, you know. So I think I'm known for that. Um, which, listen, I take on my shoulders, you know, good, bad or indifferent. I, listen, um, but listen, I do know. And it's, again, it's humbling. I, I won't lie to anybody. I've, I've, I've reached what I've reached in my career, both on and off the pitch. Um, things that I won't lie, I didn't foresee it happening, you know, and paths of what happened. I broke my leg, so I had to change the style of my game. And then, of course, social media came up, YouTube, and then I dived into that with, and then it, your, your path goes where it goes. Um, so I do think on and off the pitch, my name is especially synonymous or associated with out underneath the Prem. So not with with style, like not, uh, it's just like your name, your... I think my name, I just think because, I think the game's evolved now. And I think because there's social media, I think you get to see games more. Whereas before, you didn't see anything about the games. Whereas now you can see clips. There's streaming constantly. So I do think if you're uh, um, if you're into football and you like to w just watch football, I think you will see stuff. So I don't think my style is synonymous with outside the Prem. I literally just think my name is just because there's a lot of, listen, there's a lot of technical gifted individuals that are unsat and out underneath the Prem, if you know what I'm saying. So I don't think that my style is everything outside the Prem. I just think, you know, you've got teams in the champ, you've got teams in League One, Wigan, Sunderland, that all play different footballs, you know, Charlton, Ipswich, that teams won't know. And in the champ, there's a whole a whole leap of names, big teams, big names um, in the champ. So I don't think it's my style. I, I'd think more my name. If you was to think of somebody outside the Prem, I think maybe Akinfema's name would be up there. So last question, because you're a busy guy and okay. tomorrow a team needs to be beaten. So... Um for all the people that are listening now, yeah. what's the charm of 
English football outside of the of the Premier League and why should they watch it? Listen, do you know what? I, I, I would say, and it's not like I disrespect the Premier League because ultimately we always want to get to the Premier League. I just think that everything underneath the Premier League is real. And when I say real, it's because we're not... I think there's so much money in the Premier League that it's very much a structured, you know, I think to get into teams, I, I think they're commercial, tell people kind of what to say, how to manoeuvre. Whereas I think outside the Prem, it's a little bit more, listen, it's real. So I always say real football. I talked to the big men out there and I was like, boy, if you lot ever came down to the Championship or League One, it's real football. So if you ever want pure 100% passion, so don't get my words twisted. I'm not saying we don't, it's not passionate in the Prem because I support Liverpool and all us Liverpool fans, we're passionate as hell. But, I think when you play in a lower league, it's everything's on the line. You know what I'm saying? That's just what it is. So come watch a game. Trust me, man. You'll enjoy it. It's the authentic, raw, beautiful game. That's what it is. Yeah. You know what? That's how you can put it. It's authentic. It's raw. It's every person in the lower league knows they're playing for their next contract. But it's real, yeah? <laughs> I really want to thank you for your time and That's patience and uh, warmth and... I uh, wish you the best of luck oh, tomorrow. Love, love, And I wish you the best of luck thank you. in life. Right, thank you. Blessings on blessings. Hi. <laughs> right. That was nice, my brother. All right, Tim. That was your conversation with Adebayo Akinfenwa. I really enjoyed it. How did you feel about it? Yeah, I think it, I, I think it was a really nice conversation. Also, what I really liked was that he felt so comfortable talking about some yeah, heavier stuff. Hmm. And also... Uh, maybe if you see the footage, he was leaning back in his chair. I was leaning back in my chair. So we actually mm. felt really comfortable in talking. So, yeah, yeah I'm really glad with the, with the result. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it's great that you talked about what life in football is like when it's not the Premier League, like everything below Championship, League One, League Two. I also thought it was really interesting when you spoke about uh, when Adebayo told about his first experience in football in Lithuania and the racism he experienced there and how he handled that you know what his perception was of that situation as of course a black player uh, and how he dealt with it i thought it was really interesting as well yeah i think there's a lesson in it for for everybody not only when you have experienced uh, racism but also um yeah when you're experiencing pressure itself like when you uh, are doing st- stuff for somebody else it's always different when then there's internal motivation. So if you are out to prove them wrong, uh, it's different than when you're out there trying to prove yourself right. I think that was a really nice quote. And also, yeah, his optimism and his smile. I think optimism is a great motivation also in life. So it was good to experience. Yeah, I'm sure he's such a great talker that we'll see and hear a lot more from him even after his career ends at the end of this season. Uh, But thanks again, Tim, for working on this podcast with me. Yeah, it was a pleasure. All right. Listeners, thank you for listening to this special episode of the podcast with Adebayo Akinfenwa. Follow this podcast in your podcast app to never miss an episode. My name is Anne van Raalte. My name is Tim. And on to the next story in the home of football.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.